You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Welcome back to Freedom with NFTs. I'm your host, Lauren Turton. The topic of today's episode is mining. When I first heard about mining, I was very overwhelmed, confused, and felt like this topic was very over my head. So I wanted to bring someone on to Freedom with NFTs that could explain it in a way that was understandable and not overwhelming. Our guest today, Bernard Dalichow, owns Lavender Home Care, which is a senior home care business. I've known him for many years. And when I saw him earlier this year, when I was back in my hometown of Dayton, Ohio, visiting my family for the first time since before the pandemic, I was surprised to find out that he was deep in the mining space. And when we were catching up about family, his newborn, everything that was going on in our lives, he took the time to explain mining to me in a way that was very easy and understandable. And that's what we're going to be diving into today on Freedom with NFTs. Welcome, Bernard. Bernard, thank you so much for being here today on Freedom with NFTs. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm really excited about the topic of your interview today because in past episodes, we've brought up the topic of mining, but we actually haven't had a chance to dive into what mining is, how it works, why someone would want to get involved in mining. But before we get into those questions... Can you tell us about your journey into the crypto and NFT space? Yeah. Five years ago, a friend of mine named Nate Souter called me up and asked me if he could put in my office a, an ant miner. And I was confused by it, wondering, like, what exactly is he talking about? So me, the business person, I'm like, what exactly is this? He's like, yeah, it's a box. It, it throws out algorithms and it, it mines for Litecoin. And Litecoin, I think, was like in the 40s, 50s at that point. And now it'd be pushing 200. So we, he, I kept asking more questions about it because I'm the business mind of it. So I'm thinking, you know, my energy's free. How much does it cost to run this thing? What do I need to do with it? And started to, I like the idea. So I bought four, put three of his in there. Mm -hmm. And I had a wall in my kitchen of my office of my home care agency of miners. So much so that it got so hot inside of that kitchen that my staff would leave butter out and the butter would literally melt away. So they they hated it, would tell me how you got to get the heat out of here. So I would vent the heat through the ceiling and actually out the top of the building. So luckily I was on the second. But that, that literally was the start of mining, just um, mining for Litecoin and then watching my wallet just start to put money into it. For me, it was like free money and beautiful. So it just made a lot of sense to continue to do it. So before we get even further into your five-year journey with mining, can you tell us what is mining? So mining and it's... And, and I'm a novice at this. So I'm not an engineer. I'm a business person. So here's my definition of mining is very simple. 
It's a computer algorithm that works with other computers around the world that are pooling together their computer power to go and break algorithmic kind of sentences, like zeros and ones that we're all used to. We all see the matrix type stuff. And basically what it's doing is it, it's breaking these um, codes so that you can get and receive Litecoin or any other Bitcoin or any other uh, cryptocurrency that's out there. And you're getting this. So it's the new age version of gold mining, essentially. We did it with our hands before, but we are technology based now. So we do it with our computers and computer power here. But one computer can't do it. So you compile pools of computer to use all of their power to do it together. And then you end up splitting whatever you end up getting. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting thing well, on its rudimentary basis. I appreciate that explanation because it was very simple and easy for me to visualize. So you're telling me there's not actually people doing this mining? No, there are not. There are machines and computers. And now with the way we're doing it right now, you've got kids that are mining with their gaming computers because kids are buying these expensive gaming computers with a lot of processing power. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need. You need processing power and speed. And when you combine all of that, you get to break these like codes. And that's what the software does. It goes and searches. And these companies have produced this coin and produced a, a, a batch of these coins, large batches. Mm-hmm. And there's an inherent value to it. And and that is out into, that's basically out in what some people call it the cloud, whatever you want to call it, but it's out in the, in the sphere. Mm-hmm. And you get to go, you get to go find it. And you have these machines that find it. So for me, it's a very simple thing. It's the cost of the machine and the cost of the electricity. And then how much can I get? And how does that offset? So it's like any business. It's cash in, cash out. Basic. Very simple. Again, thank you for such a simple explanation. So five years ago, you got into the mining space. Tell me where you're at now with mining. So we mined Litecoin for a few years. The beauty of it is I wasn't paying for electricity, which is beautiful. Litecoin started skyrocketing and paused on the Litecoin because office spaces were getting hip to the fact that you could risk space and just use the space to put a couple computers in there and just mine. Mm-hmm. And it was it's cheaper in some in many cases. So if you find a place like that, great place, great thing to go do. And now I have the machines. So I know with those machines, I think solar for me is probably the most important thing because it's again free energy. It's an investment. I can keep them running 24 hours a day. But now what I've started to kind of dip into is helium mining. And what I like about a lot of the different cryptocurrencies that are out there is that they all have a purpose. But they're all different. So the blockchain is this is like the internet when it started. Mm-hmm. No one knew what the potential was. We just knew there was this place that we could go to and we could gather information. The blockchain is pretty much that same thing. And you've got all of these different cryptocurrencies that are starting up. You've got Cardano, you've got Helium, you've got Bitcoin that everybody knows. And they all have a purpose to it. So now I've moved into Helium mining, which... Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to where that's going to go because the numbers, again, they just make sense. I mean, it's a very simple thing. I mean, the old thing, if it makes dollars, it makes sense and kind of logical. But I look at it again from a a very simple business perspective of cash flow because I see this as an investment, a long-term investment. So tell me about that. Why do you see this as a long-term investment? So for myself, I was able to take Litecoin 
profits and, and, and money that I've received from Litecoin and move those into Bitcoin and Ethereum and just the grouping that I have. And that's an investment portfolio, what I consider as a long-term investment portfolio in cryptocurrency. I believe that I don't know where different coins are going to go up to, but they're going to go up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold them for 10 plus years. I could care less where it goes. I just know that it is going to go up. So my whole idea right now is how do I find machines and how do I find cryptocurrencies that I can mine easily mm-hmm. that provide me the most amount of their cryptocurrency to transfer into the coins that I feel are going to grow over the long term? Because I also do believe not all coins are going to be here in 10 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are just started just for the sake of starting. A lot of them are Ponzi schemes in some cases, but a lot of them have really good backgrounds to them. And a lot of good people doing a lot of cool stuff. And that's, that's the excitement about it. And let's dig into that a little bit. When you're looking at these different coins and thinking about the long term of them, what are you looking for to validate you saying that is a coin that's going to be around for years to come? Yeah. I mean, if you take the Helium network, Helium is based off of which that's probably grown extremely popular in the past six months, more popular than it was years ago. You look at the Helium network, and that basically is a network of internet kind of wireless boxes to provide free public internet to people, plain and simple. Eventually, that could turn into phones. Eventually, that could turn into a whole telecom system that would rival AT&T and such. Now, could it get to that point? Potentially. But the way that this company has decided that they're going to build their network is to have a coin called Helium, mm-hmm. to have an inherent value to that coin, which hovers between 13 and 16, depending on the day and the month. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to keep that box in my house and pay, use my internet and my electricity to run it, mm-hmm. I that machine mines a certain amount of coin for me. And there's people that you can go look at that are making a couple hundred bucks a month. There's people that are making a couple thousand dollars a month. And that's pretty mm-hmm. significant when you look at something like that. So they're paying us to build their network. Whereas okay. instead of going out and getting investment like AT&T does and build up their, their towers, that's the way AT&T did it. This is like the new way of doing it. Okay. Use us to build their network. And that's like one of the really cool things of that Helium network. Cardano is probably another special one that is just doing a lot of interesting connections and i don't i i see that growing in ways that is i'm still intrigued by what they're doing and how they're growing bitcoin is the biggest and the best and has always been around and mm-hmm. i think it's got name recognition it's never going to really go anywhere ethereum is the network that everybody talks about because it's the network that a lot of stuff is built on so each one you're either the network or you've got a purpose i mean people are making coins right now to benefit veterans i mean how yeah, it's it's the the purposes are uh, like they're there. It's the wild west right now. It really is like, the wild west. It is like you can do anything on there, and it's for a great cause, and and it'll come out, and it'll level out after a little bit. But that's fifteen years down the line, maybe even more. How long did it take for the internet to actually level out? It's been twenty plus years, right? Yeah. And that's so interesting to think about. I recently spoke at my high school. I was brought in to speak to five classes. And as I was walking through the school, I had a flashback from when I was in a computer class my junior year. So it would have been around 
2002. And I remember the teacher saying, I want you to get on your keyboard and type this in www.google.com. This is a search engine. And you can type in any question you want, and you'll find the answer for it. But when you're typing in these questions, you have to do it in certain ways. This was back when you couldn't just type something in and the answer came up. You had to use parentheses and quotation marks and different things like that. And when you think about that was less than 20 years ago, that was taking place. And I know for the generation that I'm in, that you're in, that we have truly gone from no computers in our lives, no internet in our lives, no smartphones, no cell phones, none of that to being people that depend on technology. Whereas people who are younger than us, technology has always been a part of their life with the internet and smartphone. So I know that for you and I, we can identify that where crypto, NFTs, all of the space is going, we've already seen it happen, but we weren't a part of it. So I feel like you and I both can relate to the fact that we're so excited about this world because we've already seen what happened about 20 years ago. Now we're able to say, oh my gosh, this is happening again. And we can be a part of the beginning times of this. Yep. Yeah. That's a great feeling too. Because I felt a sense of loss actually during that dot-com type thing. Like, wow, this would have been fun to always like to do something in this. Like this would have been great. And that's what this feels like. It's like that cool opportunity to see where something goes. And I I don't know what's next after this, but yeah, sky's the limit. Sky's, the sky is the limit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So tell me now, what's next for you in the mining space? So what's next is to continue to mine helium to, we're moving in probably about a year where I'll have acreage to where I can actually have the mining farm, continue to do that, have it solar-based so it continues to, because the whole house will be solar, and continue to have that kind of running. Because I, I do like the fact of just mining continuously, nonstop, and doing that. And you even have other softwares, nice hash and old computers you can use. So looking forward to doing that. And then also continuing just investments into some pretty solid like Cardano's and Ethereum and Bitcoin and having those as part of a portfolio because I don't deal in stocks anymore. I deal mainly in crypto. Okay. Something I'd like to know a little bit more about is what does this mining farm actually look like? Tell the us other about one the that, plans. The other one that was there, the one that I had previously was basically just in a room and it was, you had those, what are those metal shelves, the old school metal shelving systems that you can buy, the really mm-hmm. solid ones that you can sit on. And they were sitting just like that and they had their exhaust so you can exhaust the hot air because you have to keep the hot air out. Mm-hmm. The new one probably is going to be the same, just larger. I'm looking for, and the mining equipment is actually much more efficient now. Okay. So, and it's going to be a mixture of just different types of coins because while it's hard to mine for Bitcoin, Mm-hmm. It is. There are other coins that you could mine for and transfer into the coins that you like. Like okay. we we made a big step when you could actually trade Bitcoin for dollars. That was a huge step. Yes. And to be able to go back and forth and back and forth meant that you could put dollars in and trade to any other coin that you want, or you can put any coin and trade to a different coin. And that that intrigues me. 
So as long as the cost for me is low or the return on investment is good, mm -hmm. then I'm going to continue in the mining aspect and mine for anything. So what does it look like? My dream would yeah, be... Yeah, tell me about that. 50 to 75 miners running at the same point and consistently running nonstop. That's nice. That's like a retirement thing. And just let it run. I okay. mean, you run that for five or seven years. That's a good income right there. And physically, I'd like you to break down for me what the space of this actually looks like. Because I know for people who are just now hearing about mining, it could be a little mm -hmm. bit difficult for them to physically... Mm -hmm to mentally understand what this physically is going to look like. So how much space are you taking up? I'll probably with that, with 50 to 75 miners, depending on the size of the miners, because now you can do miners, you can mine with graphics cards. So you can either have a small little mining system that's sitting like the size of like a, a small fridge, mm -hmm. or you can have a whole room full of miners. Okay. So... My expectation is a 10 by 10 room with 50 to 75 miners, and different types of miners mining for different types of coin. Okay. Because um, I don't want to just mine for one. I like the different ones just because you can mix and match and, and some are going to fall off. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, is, it just is what it is. They say 98% of them are going to be gone within the next 10 or 15 years. Yeah. So that, there's going to be really... a few that are going to stick around. That's really helpful to hear, just the 10 by 10 space. Now I can visualize what that looks like and what's taking place in that space. So thanks for breaking yep. that down. So yep. for someone who might want to get involved in mining, they have some more questions. This is interesting to them. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to my Twitter. I, I own a home care agency and another medical device company. So I, my Twitter is LavenderHC. And they can reach me on there and we can kind of chat through anything that they want to chat through. Or also, I love to learn from other people as well. So if, if there are ideas or new coins that are out there or new mining systems that are out there, aside from helium and, and bit miners, I'm looking for them and would love to learn more and also would love to work with other people too. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Bernard. We'll make sure to link in the show notes how others can get a hold of you. And I really appreciate you taking the time today to drop so much valuable information. Before we wrap this episode up, is there anything that you'd like to leave with our audience? Enjoy this time frame and enjoy this process. And, and even though there's going to be some that are going to fail, I think over the long run, there's going to be a lot of positivity coming from this. So just enjoy it and don't let some things pass you by. Try things out. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that regard. I agree with you 100% on that, Bernard. Again, thank you so much for being with us on Freedom with NFTs. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.